We welcome you back to another edition of Inside Boxing Live. I am Dan Canovio. He is Chris Algieri, the former 140-pound world champion of the world of the world. Chris, how are you? It was good. A lot of redundant of the world. But yeah. Well, if I was a ring announcer, I would say, champion, you know how Diamante, Algieri, Algieri. I'd do, I'd, my thing would be, I'd say the world like three or four times. That's cool to make it make it extra dramatic. I, I like the I like the drama for the to reiterate. That's important. When you were world champion, yeah. did you carry your belt everywhere you went? No, no, I, I would have. I didn't. I would have worn it around my waist. We can, we can see it. We can see it right here. I can see it right next to that gladiator esque picture. Yeah, there it is in all its glory. The wall of victory over it's there. It's a victory and wall. You got a Yankee hat too, of course. Of course, they have not had a lot of victories lately, but. I think you won a championship more recently than the Yankees have. You did. That's you true. won your world championship in 2014. The Yankees won theirs in 2009. Yikes. We'll make a graphic after this. World championships since 2009. Yankees won. Algeria won. In New York New York world championships since, wow. since 2009. Oof, he has the most that's, recent that's, one. That's a good graphic. That's the, funny. The Giants won in 2011. Yeah. Dude, you're the most recent New York champion. <laughs> At John Boy. No, in the world. In the world world Cletus Selden never won a world title right no I called his no. fight that last night it was hilarious that's not a weird oh, way yeah, to uh, describe uh, a fight uh, Tuesday night shows Tuesday night show boxing insider they were a lot of fun um awesome it was awesome it was uh, a raucous crowd Richardson Hitchens was in the crowd uh Steve uh nice. Chris Colbert um looking like a 175 pounder he was he's been living He's been living. Chris has been living. Uh, but yeah, the main event was Cletus Selden, who you probably haven't heard that name in so long. The Hebrew Hammer was getting hammered pillar to post for six rounds and then pulled out of a rabbit out of his hat, uh, a left hook to, to end the fight. It was like out of a movie, man. I mean, it was so... His comeback was pretty cool, but... You got the Jewish Arturo Gatti? Yeah. He had the mutton chops going. He had... Uh, he came out to Hulk Hogan, I'm a Real American. I, I so when I won my first world title um, in kickboxing, I was fighting a, the Canadian. So I was the U.S. national champion. He was Canadian national champion. And then I said, if I win, because it was it was a tough fight. I went to the announcers like, if I win, you got to play this song. And it was that song. It was I am a real. He came out to that. Yeah, exactly. He came out to that last night. I was fired up. The song still fires me up all these years oh, later. The song's awesome. Yeah, awesome. So it was great, it, dude. Yeah, it's a great song. Great to be uh, on the call for for Boxing Insider. Um, a lot to get to My this girl, week. Christina Cruz fought. That Christina night Cruz too. is she had a knockdown. Um, All right. If there was one more minute in the round, something we're going to talk on in the show, she would have got a knockout win. But it's nice. two minute rounds, which are yep. archaic. Um, but she's really good, and she, I think that she could she she should contend for a world title very soon. I agree. She's she excellent. would beat Marlon Esparza easily. She's in the gym easily. down here all the time. I see her in the gyms down here for years. She's, She's awesome. awesome. I love calling her fights. Uh, so that was fun. I always love calling live fights. We have a lot to get to on this episode. Uh, we have some Benavidez Andrade news. We have some Tim Zoo preview. Janabek nice. is in the uh, ring this weekend. And then we'll finish with some mailbags. But we'll start things off with David Benavidez versus Boo Boo Andrade is officially announced by PBC and Showtime November 25th. Chris, I know you're a big Andrade guy. Um, this is a sneaky good fight. 
If you can mm-hmm. get past it being a pay-per-view, if you can get past whatever you may think of Andrade's career, whatever you may think of that Canelo moment where Canelo just kind of brushed him off to the side, and I feel like Andrade hasn't been able to recover from that, get past all that. This is a fun, fun fight at 168 with a lot of stakes, high stakes, because the winner should get Canelo Alvarez. Yeah, I mean, uh, in a perfect world. But listen, I'm excited for this fight for a lot of reasons. One, my guy Boo Boo's fighting. Two, I mean, he's a two-division undefeated world champion. People forget. I feel like people forget because he's so inactive. Uh, But, I mean, we don't have any of those. He's a two-division undefeated world champion. Like He's a a bad dude. Um, And he's fighting David David Benavides, who is a bad dude. Uh, I think it's an interesting style matchup. Uh, and it's listen, and I'm not gonna, it's not a foregone conclusion that David Benavides gets past Boo Boo Andrade. And I think a lot of people are looking at this like, oh, okay, once David beats Boo Boo, he's gonna get the Canelo fight. It's like, nah, that's not, that's, that's, I'm telling you, man, this Boo Boo's a dangerous guy. He's sneaky. The style matchup is interesting. Also, I love the fact that it's on Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, Friday. Right? Black Friday. Uh, is it Friday? Is it Friday or, or, or Saturday? Saturday? Sorry. Saturday, yes. Yeah. All those days blend together. Yeah. Which is why it's so great to have boxing. Like at that point, you're sick of your family anyway. You're sick of turkey sandwiches. Mm. Let's get some boxing on. Exactly, I think it's great. Yeah, and uh, December twenty sixth, December twenty sixth, to jump to that. Inouye is fighting uh, Tapales the day after Christmas. Okay, so we're Bye. getting some fights after the holidays, which is always great. Those all should to do. Uh, Pretty good numbers. Uh, I'm not really interested in the business side of it. I'm interested in the actual fight. Um, Mm -hmm. You brought up how it's stylistically a fun fight. David Benavidez lands 39% of his total punches. That leads all of boxing. Demetrius Andrade only gets hit with 5.4 punches per round. That's number one in boxing. So we got the most accurate puncher versus one of the best defenders when it comes to uh, punches landed on him per, per round. So that is fun. You throw in the fact that you got Canelo waiting in the wings, like like you said, Chris. Like I, you know, in an ideal world, the winner of this would get Canelo. I have some reservations on that. Um, will the PBC make Canelo Benavides as the second fight of Canelo's deal, or do you think Canelo would say, I, "I'll fight Benavides, but I want it as the third fight"? So Canelo would maybe fight. I know Adamas threw his name out there. I would hate to see that. Canelo could potentially fight Jamal Charlo. Canelo could fight Morel. Canelo could fight another someone else. And then the third fight of Canelo's duel would be Benavidez maybe next September. Makes way more sense for Canelo's next date, Cinco de Mayo. Yes. So an all-Mexican clash, David Benavidez, Canelo Alvarez, that just makes too much sense. It makes so much sense that it won't happen because that's how boxing <laughs> Well. Works. Isn't the September the September date is the bigger Mexican holiday? That's the Mexican. If you want to get real yeah. technical about it, but yeah. like you're saying though, like it's the stars are aligning for Benavides Canelo to happen in May, if Benavides yeah, I, gets past Andrade. Honestly, though, regardless, even if Boo Boo beats Benavides, I still think the Benavides Canelo fight makes sense. Like it's just a, it can, I mean, the, he's not going to fight Boo Boo. I mean, Canelo's not going to fight Boo Boo. He said, he, "I'll never he, fight him." Yeah, I, I think I believe that. <laughs> Why does he? I mean, he has such a weird beef with him. Like, come on, man! You yeah. know, he crashed your he crashed your press conference, and at that point, Canelo could do no wrong. Um, that was after that. Uh, what fight was it? It was one of his his, his massive run in twenty twenty, where he was just was top it of Caleb the world. Plant? No, I think it was might have been before Plant. The whole like, get the fuck out of here, man! You're a terrible fight. Like, Went a little so too overboard, it, I felt like. Was on it Yildirim? Was it Yildirim? Could have been. 
I think he went a little too overboard. That, that, make, that makes sense. It was Miami. He went a little too overboard on Andrade, but you talk about how Andrade's a two-division undefeated world champ, and he has all the skills. The only thing with him is, you know, the, the resume isn't doesn't add up. You know, and yeah. a lot of fights that he declined, um, a Jamel Charlo fight, uh, there's some others in there too. Um, I'm looking at his resume right now. It's there's not one like real name on it. You know, he, Liam the Williams. Matarosian is when he won the title. That was a, a good fight. You, you know, know what I mean? Like Venice at that point was good, but yeah, yeah, he's not a standout marquee guy. Um, he could have got BJ Saunders, but Saunders popped for that. Yep. PED that that um that's not his fault, but that would have been a tough fight anyway, though. Saunders is Saunders is good, man. I feel like Saunders they kind of mirror each tough. other a little bit. Those yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, that would be an, that would be a weird fight to call, actually. So um, part of me is happy fight, he's getting this that was spot. Fun, but yeah. Part of me is happy that Andrade is getting this opportunity. Um, he's got a lot of detractors, but I think he's damn good. I just want to see him put together like a full fight. Like a lot of his fights go exactly the same, right? He comes out guns blazing, gets a knockdown early, and then coasts to a decision. I see this fight playing out a little differently. I I think he could come out and outbox Benavidez through the first four or five rounds. Benavidez warms up, starts to find that range, and starts teeing off late. If it goes to the decision, I could see it being very close. How do you see it playing out? Well, I mean, Liam Williams was able to hurt boo-boo late in the ninth i think it was the ninth round with a right hand or I mean, even later than that but i'm curious to see at this age what boo-boo really has left um you know can he fight a full 12 rounds can can he can he stem the tide of david benavides dude benavides is busy man he puts a lot of pressure he's really big so you got this big body in the ring who, who controls the pace and he sets the pace so i my question is, Is can Boo-Boo, with his inactivity, with his age, keep up for 12 rounds? That's, that's I think, the real question. Skill-wise, yes, the guy can do it. Even power. Demetrius is a very strong guy. He can punch. He drops almost everybody in the first two rounds of a fight. And like yeah. you said, then coast. But he's got such good boxing skill. He's very aware of that stat you mentioned, the amount of punch connects that he takes around. Doesn't like getting hit. And it's he he decides that he doesn't want to get hit, and that's that's why he fights a lot of the way that he does. Um, but with Benavides, you're not going to have a choice. Yeah, you're not going to be able to coast with that guy. He's his pace is too strong. So this is a very interesting matchup, and I think Benavides is going to cause Boo Boo to fight more than he really wants to. And I think we're going to see some some really good action. Yeah, I think the latter half of the fight will be good action. Benavides always finds a way to get to his guy, you know, like most accurate. Um, overall puncher, yeah, great jab, really everything. He's always coming into form, Benavides. He's becoming like, he's been on the, the circuit for so long, we forget that he's only 25 years old. And he's really coming into his own now. He's he's getting his own uh, main events. Um, he's coming off that big Caleb Plant win. He could have sat around That's and waited. Could, yeah, it's huge. Could have sat around and waited for a Canelo fight, but he's taking on a really tricky southpaw. So I'm tipping my cap to both these guys. I think it's very rare in the, the boxing mm-hmm. world. Um, that's November 25th, Showtime. It could be the final Showtime pay-per-view. Uh, they are flirting with a December pay-per-view. And I saw this rumor, and I was like, oh, man, I hope they don't do this. It's like a Floyd Mayweather exhibition. Uh, Danny Garcia and Keith Thurman in separate bouts for December. I think it was supposed to be the date that Spence Crawford was originally 
the rematch was supposed to be sometime in December. That's clearly not happening. Um, so there's a December pay-per-view on Showtime on the schedule. Just don't know what it is. And if it's a Mayweather... I don't care for that Mayweather. <laughs> Come on. That's a hard sell. I mean, that's a really hard sell. Had such a great but year. Garcia Showtime. Thurman's fun. So, but they're not fighting each other. Oh, it's separate bouts. Separate bouts. Oh, stop. It could be Danny Garcia versus Lara at 155 for a middleweight title. Why at 55? So it's one pound over 54, so it's technically middleweight. It would be a middleweight title? Yeah, secondary title. Oh. What does not <laughs> Every line gets worse and worse of that. But Benavidez, Andrea, and I'm excited for it. It's the Saturday after Thanksgiving. I think it will do well or decent enough. Um, before we get to our quick hitters, Chris, uh, crazy schedule can make it easy to fall back into your dinnertime recipe. Rut. I didn't say that right. Keep mealtime exciting <laughs> with over 40 recipes to choose from every week. So there's always something delicious to discover with HelloFresh. This is my favorite partner on Inside Boxing Live because I think it's the best deal. With so many in-season ingredients, you'll taste all the freshness of fall and every bite of HelloFresh's chef-crafted recipes produce travels uh, from the farm to your door for peak ripeness that you can taste even though the fall can feel jam-packed. And I'm feeling a little jam-packed because you're feeling a little relaxed being home. I'm feeling a little run down. And when I get home, I'm just throwing the, the HelloFresh. It's at my door, and it's waiting. Um, so I love that. 15-minute meals. That's less time than it takes to get the delivery. And with everything pre-proportioned and delivered right to your door every week, it's a really it's really a no-brainer. Uh, we all know HelloFresh takes the hassle out of mealtime, but did you know it can also save you money? That's a big thing. HelloFresh is cheaper than grocery shopping by 25%, um, and it's more food. That means less stress in your day and more money back into your pocket. Uh, I love HelloFresh. We've talked about this on the show. You love it, too. Um, you fancy yourself as a cook. I see your brisket. I see your steaks. I see your... What is that toast that you make in the morning with the berries loaded all over it? Uh, usually it's goat cheese and, and uh, berries with Himalayan pink sea salt and uh, olive oil. Dude, I had a Starbucks egg sandwich this morning. Speaking of that brisket, that first one that came out amazing. I was like, oh, wow, is that a chocolate cake? Nope, that's a brisket. <laughs> that's a brisket. <laughs> nah, I'm a meat eater, dude. So uh, I'm making I'm making brisket sandwiches right after this. I was <sighs> waiting. Yeah. Tonight I'll be making HelloFresh. It's going to be waiting at my door. I'm, I'm going to be tired when I get home, and it's healthy. And the best part of this whole thing is that HelloFresh.com slash 50 boxing. Use code 50BOXING. 50 mm. 50% off plus free shipping. Dang. Insane. HelloFresh.com slash 50BOXING. Start using America's number one meal kit today. Quick hitters time. Let's quick hit. Did you see Lee Wood over the weekend? I did. That guy is unbelievable. Speaking of Arturo Gotti, that's, that's, he's, he is the new British Arturo Gotti. He Literally. is the real-life Rocky. He's Arturo Gotti. He's, I can't tell if he's good. <laughs> I can't tell if he's. I don't think he is. I don't think he is. Like, there's a, you can't be down every fight, right? Yeah. No, I mean, well, this fight really it was glaring. He's not, it, like, it, it, there's so many flaws. And Warrington was just having, having his way with him and, and just hitting him at will, just darting in, banging him with shots, getting out, darting in. But Warrington knocked himself out. He got, he got too greedy. Um, stayed in the pocket too long. He got hit with a shot. And you know, listen, Wood, Wood did the job. He landed the punch, and then he followed up immediately and landed a vicious, vicious barrage of punches. But 
Yeah, man. He's, I, I think Warrington's a very classy guy, and it, you saw the difference in the in, in the ability and the style and the skill set. I don't think Lee Wood's that good. He's just tough <laughs> as nails, and he's got a heart as big as as big as anything. He's got brass balls, man. I posted a clip of uh, big cojones. Big cojones. He is always in exciting fights. Whether it was the Colin fight, where he literally knocked Colin out of the ring at the last second of the twelfth round, and he got uh, dropped early. In got the dropped early in that one, or it's this fight, or it was the he overcame that Lara lost and fought him like on like four months after. I think he has three fights in ten months. He said he's they're taking. All, they're, they're brutal fights. I, he's really thirty-four brutal. years old. But people, people, for, people forget. I think he's gonna. He talked about taking some time off, um, and then maybe a, a jump up to one thirty. Even he though there's more work in the ring. What'd you say? He looked huge against. He's Warren. big, and he's plus big, he's getting up there in age. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, I would like to see him fight Lopez. I'd like to see him fight Robesi Ramirez. Those are the two remaining champs. Um, but. Matchroom seems to have a different plan. They're going to move him to 130. That was over the weekend. That was awesome. Uh, Zerto also fought our guy, Joe Smith. That was a really fun, like, that was like a HBO boxing after dark heavyweight. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Main event. Yep. Two guys yeah, brawling yeah. out. No title on the line. Just a good old-fashioned fighting. fighting. Our, our guy, Joe fighting. Smith, came up short. I don't know what it means for Zerto. He, he says he wants to be a cruiserweight champ. Um, so it was a pretty decent... Weekend of fights this past weekend. Did you see this, Chris? Quick hitters. Fury and Ganu. 84.99 for the pay-per-view. Nope. What are we doing, Just guys? Just shaking my head. Nope. What are we nope. doing? Nope. Dude, I posted that nope. on Twitter, and usually you'll get a few people trying to offering some pushback. Like, oh, we got this, that, and the other. It was like 100 comments. Every single one was like, this is a joke. I'll be streaming it. They're, they're just, you know... Doing as much as they can to rip off the fans. $84.99. That's how you understand how these guys get paid. That's why it's flawed. That's why this whole thing is just this whole it's an exhibition, man. It's but Dan, just, is it gonna sell? No. Boxing people aren't gonna tune in. Boxing people are not tuning in. We we we're not we're not we're not touched that enough that we're gonna but MMA guys might, because they're holding on to this dream. They're holding on to this dream. He Casual MMA fans are gonna watch. Punch. He can, he can get him, you know. But yeah, I mean, it's it's not gonna happen. But also, damn man, I, I don't think it sells. It's nobody's talking about this. No one's talking about it. Fury Usyk was made in the middle of the buildup. That tells you everything about this fight. To, to help with the buildup. Yes, to help with none. the build. Um, I think hardcore MMA fans are not into it because they know Engano has no shot. Boxing fans are not into it just for all the reasons we've talked about. Fury, we want to see him fight Usyk. Just get on with it. I think maybe casual MMA fans will watch and just casual sports fans in general. But when you take a look at that price, like maybe you like the KSI fight card this weekend's 50 bucks. When you take a look at the price, if you're on the fence and you're like, oh, all right, let's check it out. And you go to your whatever, um, PPV.com, and you see $84.99. That's a hard no. I'm out. I'll watch it. I might stream it. Not illegally. I might do a live stream on YouTube to provide people with entertainment. And if you do that, it's the only way I'll watch it. Be a, not, be, a, be of service. Not. We can probably zoom you in. And I'm not opening my coin purse for that. <laughs> my, your honest coin money is not going towards that? Not cracking the piggy bank? Chris, do you care about Logan Paul versus Dylan Dennis this weekend? I didn't even know it was this weekend. So now you do. That, 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 there's your answer right there. Do I care? Not at all. Who Prime is card. Who is Dylan? Who is what, Dylan Dennis? What is what is a Dylan Dennis? 
You, he have you not trash seen? Talker. Have you not seen he, what he has been doing to Lo, uh, Logan Paul? The the fiance thing. Yes, I have seen that. Yeah. Logan Paul is suing Dylan Dennis. How do you feel about a oh, fighter suing each other? What a, what a wussy! Logan Paul <laughs> is bringing up. He's like, dude, you committed federal crimes. I've never heard that trash talk. That's not trash talk. That's 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 litigation. That is not. Cool, man. But I feel that like is. Logan was Paul was kind of backed into a corner. This guy Dylan Dennis, I think he gained like a million followers in in one month from simply posting like five pictures a day of Nina Agdal with other guys. And a part of me was like, oh, this is kind of interesting at first, and then it just became weird. And then the Paul brothers got involved. Now Logan Paul's suing him, and Dylan Dennis threatened to pull out of the fight. Suing him for what? Revenge porn. Oh come on. You get to punch the guy in the face. What are, you, what are you suing him? That's what a lot of people are saying. It's like, what are you doing, bro? And, and I know that you know that the Paul brothers have to have great lawyers. So they they have a case probably. And Dylan Dennis, like, as far as I know, is like not making a lot of money because he doesn't really ever fight. I don't know. It's this weekend. Uh, KSI is fighting Tommy Fury. It's a big prime card. Like, it's a big thing over there. Todd Grisham is on the call. He's going to be hooting and hollering out there. Do you think he follows along with this stuff, Grisham? No. No, right? No. Part of him likes it. Part of him, you know, he probably's like, oh, I'm part I mean, of it. Like, listen, he, he gets he gets to travel and, and go to these things and, you know, gets to yell on the mic. But <laughs> it's, a, it's a job, dude. You get to, well, you he get did do it. a lot of WWE. Uh, and he was very good at that. Yeah, he got, uh, I'm pretty sure he got like, what's that move? Um, he got RKO'd. Is that, who, what guy is that, Ronnie? Who does the RKO? That's Randy Orton. Randy Orton RKO'd Todd Grisham. Nice. I mean, Todd's a big guy. I can see him getting in the in the ring with those guys. It's on YouTube. Throwing around. That's great. Yeah, he used to like host Raw and shit. Um, yeah, he's he's a ham. He is something else. Uh, Amanda Serrano. Let's get to this quickly. Um, fighting on October 27th. Your boy will be on the call. It's part of MVP Promotions Prospects card. Even though it's not a prospect card, it's a special edition. She's fighting Danila Ramos. And the big thing here, Chris, is it's 12 three-minute rounds. Mm-hmm. This is a big moment. Yes, uh, over the week, uh, Amanda Serrano and pretty much every woman fighter came together in a joint statement to say we want three-minute rounds. Um, it's the first unified title fight to feature 12 three-minute rounds. I'm interested in a number of reasons. I always want to see Amanda Serrano fight, and I'll be on the call. That's so cool uh, from a personal standpoint. But just from in the ring, Amanda Serrano's personal best punches thrown in a round, 120 in two minutes. Two minutes. So that's 180, if my math is correct. Can she throw 200 punches in a round with three minutes? Will she change, alter her style in this fight? Maybe tailor it back a little bit. Or with that extra minute, I'll be looking at like a first or second round knockout. I'm interested for a number of reasons for 12 three-minute rounds for Serrano. Well, I don't think we're going to see 12 three-minute rounds in this one. Um, hmm. Serrano is, is a beast. Um, even even in her advanced age, and she does seem to be slowing down, especially with her knockouts. Um, but yeah, no, she's gonna have to change her style. She's not gonna be able to throw that many punches in in a three minute round. It's a dude. A lot happens in that last minute, and it's it really is a different sport fighting in two minute rounds. So this is uh this is gonna be interesting for that for that reason. But I I, I don't think the opposition's really gonna be able to put too much resistance up. Uh, they're just not on the same level. Yeah, uh, I I think three minutes is is long time coming. It makes sense for big fights like. 
Serrano Taylor should have been three minutes, or at least 10 three Mm -hmm. minute rounds, or 12 two minute rounds, or just make them a little longer. And every belt is on the line in this fight besides the WBC. The WBC and Suleiman are so against it. Mm -hmm. They put out some ridiculous thing yesterday in response to Serrano's um, post and MVP's post with graphs and bone density. Uh, craniums of women compared to men and uh, the statement was what is sought equality for the love of God this is not about equality this is from the WBC just look at a woman's skeletal frame and compare it with that of a man to see the differences in bone density just study the science that details uh, metabolic differences in relation to the percentage of muscle mass that genes through the female and male chromosomes Men will always have higher levels of testosterone, providing more muscle mass and endurance. Women have less muscle mass. They also tend to be prone to cervical and brain contusions, and they must stay in the kitchen. No, he didn't say that, but he was, (laughs) he might as well have said that. Oh, boy. What is he doing here, Suleiman? I read a lot of things that went over my head, but I'm sure registered for you. I, I, this is junk science, right? Yeah, well, so so yes, I mean, no, women, women definitely have different bone densities, different reaction times. Those things are all true, but they're fighting other women. It's not like they're fighting men. So it's like, so if they get in three minutes, you know, the women are not, they're not producing as much force. Um, I understand the 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 safety issue, the safety concern um, with adding an extra minute and making the fights longer because a lot of times women don't have the power to knock each other out. So you're going to get longer fights where they're drawn out punishment. So there, there's that argument. I understand that argument. Um, but then there's the other argument. It's like, well, no, if they got that extra minute, the fights will get stopped and they won't necessarily be as long. And women will get more more stoppages before, you know, you, you get a drawn out 10 round yes. or 12 round beating. Um, but that's it. We don't really know. This is all hypothetical. We got to we got to see it. So here we are. We're going to see it. <laughs> we are going to see it. Um, yeah. So a lot of junk science from the WBC. Um, Lou DiBella, who I love dearly. Um, crazy man, uh, has been a champion for women's boxing for a while. And, you know, we've gotten to some arguments publicly, um, on Twitter and on past shows where, you know, from an entertainment standpoint, he's looking at it from an executive standpoint. It's a guy that uh, created it, boxing after dark. Some women's fights should be 20 minutes because it's entertainment, right? Some fights are just not exciting. It could be the case. Yeah. I was a lot of men's fights. I want to see be 20 minutes long. So from a standpoint of that, where a network might be hesitant to buy a 12-round fight for three minutes from an entertainment standpoint, that's a whole other argument. But I think you should go case by case. I mean, some of these big fights, like Meyer Baumgartner, uh, anytime Katie Taylor's in the ring, anytime Mm -hmm. Shields, you know, Amanda Serrano, come on. They should be increased the, the time of the fight. It should, you know, maybe 12 two-minute rounds. Compromise here. But it's interesting. It's going to be a, a fun night, and I don't think it's going to stop. I think it's a big moment for women's boxing on October 27th. Uh, before we get to our mailbag, Tim Zhu is in action this weekend. He's fighting Brian Mendoza. I like Tim Zhu. Um, still some doubts around him, I feel like, but... There were doubts, I should say. But now I feel like he's erased them. I feel like Tim Zhu has been moved perfectly. Perfect development. I think he is so ready, been ready, to fight a Jamel Charlo. But to, this weekend he fights Brian Mendoza, who stunned Sebastian Fundora earlier this year. Fun fight on regular Showtime. Tim Zhu, Brian Mendoza. Fun fight. I, I 
couple reasons I really like this fight. One, I love the Brian Mendoza. You beat the guy who's supposed to fight the fight the guy. You fight the guy. You know, right. it's, it's it's meritocracy. You know, he scores a big upset. He gets the opportunity. He gets it. I love it. That's how I got my world title. It it, it still happens in boxing. That's great to see. Um, and Dose is also a fun guy to fun guy to watch. He can punch. He uh, he's gotten much better under Salas. He sets traps really well. Um, he's in there. He gets hit. And uh, Tim Zhu, I am very high on. I think he is excellent. He's fundamentally very sound. He's mean. He's mean. mean. He's looking for knockouts. Got a killer right hand. He really throws it, sets it up. His defense is pretty good. He's got a nice in and out and pull. He's got that his dad his dad mover. He pulls straight back and he, he you know he he's good. I I, I like I like Tim Zhu. Um, I think he's going to be around for a while. I think he's going to be a champion for a while. Um, good matchup. Good fight. Yeah, I think this fight sets up uh, the Charlo fight once and for all. doesn't matter if it's for undisputed. <clears throat> Tim Zhu is no longer the WBO. Oh, excuse me. Charlo is no longer the WBO champion. He got stripped, and now Zhu's the WBO champion. Now, uh, I think it's the IBF that's trying to take away Charlo's other belt, have him fight a guy that's been waiting in the wings for a long time. It's been taking step-away fees. It uh, doesn't matter. I think Jermel Charlo versus Tim Zhu is the next fight. For both guys, for for Charlo, it could help restore uh, his reputation, help restore his career. For Zoo, it's the marquee win he's been looking for. These two have been talking trash for weeks, weeks, years. Uh, so that right there is a reason to tune in. Um, I think it could set up a big fight between Charlo and, and, and Zoo. Uh, Janabek versus Gualtieri is this weekend. Paulie Walnuts, Gualtieri. I don't know who Gualtieri is. I got to do some homework on that yeah, one. Yeah, man. That's over on top rank. Uh, Keyshawn Davis, Richard Torres in action. A lot of good. It's like typical top rank card with a you know a lot of prospects on the undercard. So, you know, I'll good tune fun. in early. Uh, I main event with Janabek. It's a unification bout. I didn't even know Gualtieri was a champ. I know. Gualtieri won uh, one of the titles from uh, Falco. Falco went over to Germany. Bro. And uh, Gualtieri beat him. What is going on in the middleweight it? division? Not much. It's a barren wasteland. You got a guy like Gualtieri, who's uh, uh, an Italian in Germany, who is uh, a world champion. And <sighs> Sergio Martinez champion. might emerge. Yeah, he might he's like top five in the WBA. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, mailbag time. Let's go. Open up the mailbag. Mailbag. Two beers podcast. Based on where every fighter currently is, which weight class would you have the best Super Six series, and who would you favor to win? I got mine. Should I go first? Let yeah, you think. Ahead. I think 140 is the yeah, logical yep. answer here. Haney, Progray, Tiafimo, Ryan, Garcia, Matias, Jack Catterall, Russell, Hitchens, filling at that last spot. Yep. Who would emerge from that is interesting because each guy, you can make a case for Haney, even though he's never fought at the weight, you can make a case for Tiafimo, I think is probably the most uh, decorated at the weight. Matias is a monster. Progre is a crafty vet. And he's already done that. He's He's been in the Super 6, and he made it to the finals. Progre, right. We'll Progre. see. Well, two of these are going to be knocked off. We're getting a fight between Haney and Progre in December, so we're going to figure that out. I think I, uh, T-Female. I'm feeling T-Female today to win that yeah, Super 6. That's my guy. Yeah, I, I got him beaten. I got him beating everybody until Shakur comes up. So that's Tio's my guy. Shakur will be fighting November 16th against Edwin De Los Santos. Um, that's Don't hate it. Don't hate that fight. I like that Don't fight. Don't hate it. We just, we just got to get through October. 
October's a little lean with these fights. They're not great week by week, but November and December, frick, eight-week stretch from the, in November and December is crazy, so we'll end the year strong. Uh, check your head, said. Who has the best chance to both get a shot and beat Bud Crawford? And what is the tactical approach that could do it? That one I'm reserving for you, Chris Algeri. Um, <laughs> Chris doesn't see these questions he, beforehand. It depends where he goes. If he stays at 47, uh, you know, obviously you're gonna. It's gonna be Jaron Ennis is is got the best chance. But we haven't seen him deal with adversity. We haven't seen him um, at anywhere near that level. Mm. So there's way too many questions there. If he moves up, I like the Tim Zoo fight. Tim Zhu also, I don't think, is ready for that level of fight. But is Tim Zhu more ready for that fight than Boots Ennis? Yes, I agree. Yes, I think that win over Tony Harrison was really big. Um, that showed a lot. Um, he's dealt with adversity. He got dropped in the in the Gausha fight. Uh, and Terrell Gausha is a good fighter. And and, and you know, was, he got ran into a, a, a right hand. He went down. He got up and got up, went, went, went went back to work. Um, you know, the Tony Harrison fight was a tough fight. It was a close fight, and, and then he, he pulled away and, and, and beat him down and stopped him. So, you know, I, I think, yeah, Tim Zhu's been through more. He's, he's seen the higher level of competition. He would be more prepared for that fight, but is it enough? I don't think so. How do you beat I don't think so. Crawford? There's no there's no clear answer to that. No one's figured it out. The guy's an alien. The guy's probably an alien. retire undefeated. Very, very possible. Very possible. With big I mean, fights remaining, a, whether it's Canelo, whether it's Charlo, whether it's Zhu. I hope he gets a you know at least one more big money fight, um, which could be the Spence rematch. It could possibly be the Canelo fight, but I, I feel like that one's kind of I feel like that ship has sailed. But I feel like it's on boxing. ice. It, it will come back. No, no ship ever sails in boxing. It's on so, ice. Um, that fight's on ice right now, but it will. I I think every Crawford fight from here on out is going to be huge. It's got to be it's because gotta be. he's he's that's the only thing he deserves. Right, he's just got to that all time great status. Um, that's an interesting question from Check Your Head. We're moving on. This one's directed to you, Chris, from Perry. Hey, Chris. Hey, Perry. Okay. What are your thoughts on Teddy Atlas saying that Canelo is overrated and not great? Teddy voiced the same opinions about the great Manny Pacquiao as well. Just seems like he says anything controversial to get attention. Well, I would suggest you guys tune into that. Actually, watch that full episode for the Mm. context of that conversation. Um, He prefaced it very, very well. Um, so it's not just that they're doing snippets to get to get people to to react. You're blaming what, the media, the lamestream media. I'm blaming media. the media. Yes, they're part they, of they, the they're grabbing, part of the media. Grabbing, yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I don't do that. I keep things in context. Um, listen, sometimes <laughs> I do that. things happens. Whatever do you do, do that. I clip shit. Your mother. I know what so, works, man. Four million, absolutely. thirteen million views in Vegas, baby. You're you're a clickbaiter. I oh, get stop. it. You Come know, on, it's, man. it's part of it's it's part it's part of it's part of what this this media world is. No, but um, no. yeah, you got to look at it in the context. I think he was a little rough with it. The episode that we did, where we all talked about that. I defended Canelo. Um and, and and counteracted some of the points of Teddy, but Teddy made some good points too, and so did Paulie that day. So I would suggest everyone, if you if you're really that concerned about this, check out the full yeah. the full episode on ProBoxTV.com. Teddy is a little jaded by boxing. He was kind of forced aren't, out, aren't we all? We are, we are, but he is very very. Lee, that's it be known. He was forced out of the ESPN when PBC came on. Um, he feels like boxing turned its back to him. Uh, he was very always going to the corruption route, which. We could do that every week on the show if we wanted to. Uh, he, I'm not saying he's wrong, but he was going to that well a little too much on those Friday night fights. Uh, Friday night fights doesn't even exist anymore. So um, he's gone full UFC. Yeah. He is a... He loves Dana. Oh, my he God. Loves him some Dana. Dude, 
he'll tweet things, Teddy. He'll be like a, a Dana White contender series fight. And he'll be like, just like Hagler Hearns, John Doe is laying it on Bill Smith. I'm like, dude, what? Why are you invoking Hagler Hearns? Don't do that. Like, there's other ways to tweet about these fights and show your allegiance to Dana White. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Chris, he, knows, just, he, knows where, he knows where he's getting paid. That was my thing. <laughs> yeah. right, you don't have to agree with it. I know you work with him. Yeah, I mean. I know you listen, work know with he, him. Like I said, he he, uh, he knows where he's getting paid. We all, we, you know, to a degree, we... He knows where his bread is buttered, as you should yes, say. Yes, knows see? where his bread... That was, I was trying to think of what that yeah. what that, that saying was. He yeah. knows where his bread is buttered. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, Massimo Carpino. Do you think this guy's Italian? Ooh, great name. For awesome. Chris, is there any boxer that you wish you could have fought during your career? Fun question for both. If there was a zombie apocalypse and you could assemble a crew of boxers to survive the apocalypse with, who are the five boxers that you would want by your side? Uh, we'll start with the first part of this question, Chris. If there was any fighter from your era that you wish you could have fought. Dude, tons. Tons. Broner. Um, that could still be uh, made. Danny, Gar- Danny Garcia, I always wanted to fight. I thought that was a great fight. Um Trying to think who else. I mean, I, I always wanted the Amir Khan fight, which was great that that actually happened. Got that. that was the only fight that I ever wanted to fight the guy, and it happened. Ruslan, I didn't want. I didn't want to fight. Ruslan. I remember <laughs> no one him. wanted remember, to fight that guy. I was watching him at ESPN. I was like, oof, I never want to fight a guy like that. Ugh. Um, but yeah, no, there was there was a ton of guys. Uh, definitely Broner. Um, Danny Garcia was another guy. Um, trying to think who else was around. Mayweather. Well, of course. I mean, I I, I always thought that my style would line up better with his than Pacquiao. Pacquiao was a terrible style for me. Yeah, but you had um, to take that fight. Yeah, I didn't really have a choice, and I was coming off a really bad injury, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, but Aaron Floyd, I thought I thought what it would, I would just to, to try and match wits with him would always, I felt like that would have been so cool. Um, and then I always wanted to fight. There were certain guys I wanted to fight in past eras, like Arturo Gotti. I always wanted to, to get in a ring with him and be able to try and box him. If, if I, I, I just missed, you know, that, that, that string of guys. Um, trying to think. This is a good question. I should. This is a good gonna, one. I'm gonna ruminate. I'm gonna ruminate on this one and come back to it. As for the apocalypse question, um, I built something here. I have three. Maybe you could help me with the other two. Um, uh-huh. Mike Tyson, because obviously, right. right? He can provide. He can scare the zombies. He can eat the zombies. Bite them. Fight them. them. And then, like, if times get lean and we're like kind of like hold up together, I feel like he can provide some great entertainment and probably has a lot of drugs. Uh, speaking of drugs, I picked Hector Camacho as well. Okay. If we're going to be gone for a while, you know, he's bringing a party. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the, I'm not around for a long time. So I'm here, you know, I'm around for a good time. Hector Camacho Uh, in an apocalypse setting. Okay. We're partying. Okay. 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 We're partying. Ike. What's his name? Yes. Yes, good call. <laughs> I know he has a checkered past. I know he has a checkered past. I know he spent some time in prison, but we're fighting off zombies, right? We're not trying to make friends with them. Ike just tears their heads off. Also, Dan, you do know that if things get, you know, take a while, you're going to get Oh, Jesus. Goodness gracious. <laughs> that group of guys. <laughs> Eaten alive? I don't even have a final two. Do you have a final two? Uh geez, let me let me let me let me think about that. Oh, okay. marvelous Marvin Hagler, dude, he's a hard man. You it want is. him around? He's he, a hard that, man. You, if if you're in a foxhole, you want that guy around you. Like he's he's you feel like he's gonna make good decisions. He's gonna be a good leader in the group. Right. He um, might be the leader. Yeah, he might be the leader of the group. One more. Let me think. 
I don't even know. Like we have like the tough guy set. We have the party of it. We have the leader. Do we need like comedic value? I was gonna say Tyson Fury for that reason because he'd be so much. Come on, zombies! Seven times a day. (laughs) Yeah, be calling, be calling the zombies, calling the zombies out. Come on! Uh, And he's huge, so it's good to have big guys on your side when you when you're dealing with the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Um, All right, we have our team. We're gonna build a graphic for that. Tyson, Camacho, Ike, Hagler, Fury. Both Tysons. We got we got both Tysons fighting off a zombie apocalypse. Last question. With boxing having a good year this year, what's your guys' top fights you would like to see next year? And whatever happened to rating the Rocky movies? Ronnie looks oh, up. Yeah, whatever happened? To- oh, yeah, you guys Ronnie. should do a top ten boxing movies. We did a top five boxing movies somewhere in the annals of Inside Boxing Live. Rocky just stopped with Ronnie. Ronnie just was too busy. He watched the first one. He said it was ass. That's that did happen, but then I watched the second one and it made me understand the first one. All right, more. so let's have a Rocky review right now. Let's that's let's well, do it. No, number two. The real fans know that I fell asleep ten minutes into Rocky. Jesus two. Christ, not a good start. <laughs> did you even watch the whole thing? Uh, Ronnie, Ronnie's no. Ronnie's career arc has really really yeah. risen sharply in the past year. So it's time we'll, for Rocky. I will give him. No, I will give him that. But also, no, no, no. It's not that boxing's just been too hot. Ooh, that yeah, nice save. The uh, the segment just got pushed out by all the good boxing. That's true. So we that no, segment fair. was created out of desperation. Yeah, out of slow. Yeah, last the last time this year it was very very slow. That's that, a good point, and Ronnie. And we have been nonstop. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, better fight. So the answer to this is boxing's had such a good year. That's yeah. the pr- first part of this guy's uh, statement was boxing having a good year. So there's your answer. Yeah, boxing yeah, has been too good that we don't have to do segments where Ronnie watches movies from forty years ago. But I still want to do it. I still haven't seen two. And then the Creed movies and all that. Dude, so. two is good. Three, three four. They're all good. Dude, they're, I, they're all good in their own way. We might need they're to bring it back. We might have to bring it back. It's twofold. If we bring it back, it means boxing sucking. <laughs> I don't see that happening. October is kind of lean. Okay. Next week. Next week. Watch the second Rocky. Oh, okay. We'll pick it up it's slow. on Netflix. I'll it watch is. it too. I haven't, I haven't seen it in a while. Second one's a good one. It is you on Netflix. What? And I've been in a big movie mood too, so I'll watch Rocky too probably okay. this week. All right, we'll I've been on too. Halloween movies because it's Halloween Ooh, time, oh, yeah, so I'm man. watching horror movies oh, yeah. every night. Any good ones, Ali? I feel like they're all been made already. Um, nah, Saw 10 is out. I, Saw 10, heard that's good. Chris? I want to see that. I like the Saw movies. Never those seen are, any those of are gnarly. Um, no, there's a good movie. Uh, oh, what's it called? It's about It's It's all subtitles though. Oh, I don't know how to read. Ancient, I know. That's That's a problem. Parasite? That was why I didn't bring it up. (laughs) Parasite is, I saw that. That's the last movie I saw in the movie theater before COVID shut down and everything. Oh, Parasite was amazing. Won Oscars and shit. That was scary and profound and like had like social, economical ramifications. (laughs) Holy shit. End the show on that note. Cut. Social, I can't even say it again. No, you can't. Socioeconomic. Yeah, a lot of that was going on in that movie. That's how you know it's going to win an Oscar. All right. God, this guy looks like this guy might have graduated college, huh? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Almost. New York Tech, baby. Represent. Yes. Me and Chris both graduated from New York Tech. That's like LeBron yeah. and Curry being born. You in got the same like hospital. multiple degrees. I got, I, I got a master's degree there. You, I got an inter, you, you, interdisciplinary you got studies. <laughs> I went there <laughs> after. I, I went there after West Virginia. It's like you can't go to school here anymore. And my buddy was on the admissions board at New York Tech. Yeah. And 
got me in. It's true. I was Virginia. Like, Virginia was like, okay, so you have aced all the partying. Yes. You have oh, done. Boy. You have failed everything else. You have zero point zero GPA. West Virginia. That's man. insane. My last semester at West Virginia. You were zero point zero. You were like LeBron James at parties. Zero point zero. But then I went on and got a scholarship from New York Tech. <laughs> The Dan Canovio scholarship for kids who fuck up and then land on their feet somehow. For kids who can't read good. For <laughs> kids who can't read good. And then I've, I've graduated and now I'm working. Socioeconomic ramifications. All right, everyone. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the fights. We'll see you next week. Keep your hands up at all times. Protect yourselves at all times. Go get a scholarship like I did. We're out.